We begin today in the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Yudzayin Amid Beis, four lines from the bottom. Tana Rabbanam, we learned in Abraise, Kishem Sha'amru, Asr Legaleach B'mayid, just like it was said, you're not allowed to take a haircut in Chalamayid, Kach Asr, Little Sipanayim B'mayid, so too you're not allowed to cut your nails in Chalamayid. David Rabbi Yehuda, this is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Rabbi Yaisi Matar, Rabbi Yaisi says, no, you're allowed to cut your nails in Chalamayid. Then the Brayse says, "Kishem shamru avol asa legalech b'meyavloi." Just like it says that an avol may not take a haircut in the time of his avelus, kachas a little tzipanai b'meyavloi. So he's not allowed to cut his nails when he's in his avelus. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, this is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. And again, Rabbi Yosi Mate, Rabbi Yosi also says that an avol is allowed to cut his nails. Amaule, so all said regarding this machloikis halacha ke Rabbi Yehuda that we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda ba'avol regarding an avol. That he should not cut his nails, but But we paskin like Rabbi Yaisi on Chalamayid that you are allowed to cut your nails on Chalamayid. Okay, we go over to the daf. Wait, no, I don't think so. No, Shmuel Amar, this is what we paskin like. Shmuel Amar, halacha k'Rabbi Yaisi. Shmuel says we paskin like Rabbi Yaisi b'mayid regarding Chalamayid. It says that it's moter to cut your nails ubavl, and also regarding avelos that you're allowed to cut your nails. And here the Gemara brings a statement that is going to bring up a few times later on here. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says the following halacha. Halacha k'divriya meikul ba'avol. Anytime there's an argument regarding the halacha of Avelos, we always paskin like the one that's lenient. As I said, we'll see this a few times. And this is something that the Rebbe also mentioned and told the people when they get a certain shyness of Avelos that you always have to go lukula when it comes to Avelos. And I believe the Rebbe once said that when you meikul in Avelos, it's a kula for the neshama. It's, it makes it lighter and easier for the neshama. The neshama does not want to see too harsh of an avelus for his sake. Very interesting. So the Gemara says, as I, there was a story, Pinchas, Achur de Marshmuel. So Pinchas, the brother of Marshmuel, Isra lay milset. Something happened to him, meaning that a relative passed away and he was an avelus. So all Shmuel, Lemishal Taimemine, Shmuel went to speak with him, to, to be Menachem Ovalim. Chazinu, Mashmuel saw letufri da'avin efishin. He saw that he had long nails. Amalei, so he said to him, Amayla shaklis lohu, why didn't you cut your nails? Amalei, so the Pinchas said to Mashmuel, Ibedidei hava. If with you there would have been an avelus, mi mezalzel is bay kula hai, would you be mezalzel in your avelus, would you cut your nails? That's what he answered him. So the Gemara says, this answer he gave him, This was a mistake from a person of authority that spoke this way. This is a lashon of a Pasik, but the point is that he shouldn't have said such a thing if you would have been an Avelos. Because what happened? And now Shmuel became a novel after this. So go and speak with him and to be Menachem Avelim. So Shmuel did cut his nails, but he took his nails and he threw it into his face. Yep, so he was angry at what he caused. Rashi he says that after he threw it, he picked it up because we'll see soon in the Gemara. A person that cuts his nails and throws it on the floor is a Rasha. So he picked it up afterwards. And on Malay, Shmuel said to him, Leslach, do you not hold this that it says, Bris Krusal is for Sayim, that there is a covenant for the lips of a person. Which means, from where do we know Shabris, Krusalis, Fosayim, that there's a covenant for your lips, that the things that you say could actually take effect. 
Shanem of the Pasik says, Vayem Avram and Laharov. Avram says to the two lads that came with him, Shishmal and Eliezer, Shvulach and Poyam Machamar, stay here with the donkey, Vanivana Nilchat Koi, Vinishtachave, Vinoshuva Alechem. And he said, We're going to return. So that's what he said. But even though he wasn't really planning on returning with Yitzchak. But because he said so, what happened? And this itself caused also that the Hodr, that they both came back. Yeah, so this is the end of the story over here. I think we're Huh? Kanzain, Kanzain, that what? Yeah, yeah. Dr. Gemara, Savaminei. So now we thought regarding the Psakalacha we said before that you're allowed to cut your nails, that the Yadin, you're allowed to cut the nails of your hands, but the Regaloi, for the head, the, 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 the feet nails, the toenails, you're not allowed to cut. I heard from Shmuel, doesn't make a difference to the, the nails of the hands or the toenails. Either way, you're allowed to cut them during Avelus. But to cut them with a normal utensil, with a scissors or a nail cutter, the way you usually cut it, it's not allowed. I was standing in front of Rabbi Yechenen on Cholomayet. And he was biting his nails with his teeth. And he threw the nails on the ground. So the Gemara says about this that he, that he saw. That Shmami no Tlas. From this we learn three different points. Shmami no, we learn from here number one. You're allowed to cut your nails on Cholomayet. We also see biting your nails with your mouth, with your teeth, is not considered to be a disgusting thing if Rabbi Yechelen can do this in the Bismadrish. And the third thing we see is you're allowed to throw your nails on the floor. Is that true? But what Tanya we learned, there are three things that were said about how you cut your nails. Someone that cuts them and buries it, tzaddik. See, he's a tzaddik. So if you burn your nails, then chosid. So you're a chosid. And zerkon, rasha. Someone that throws it on the ground is a rasha. So here, this is the famous thing. It's brought, that a person that burns his own nails, so even though burning a chalik of your body could have a certain harm for the person himself, but nevertheless, a chosid is more concerned about someone else than himself. Yeah, so what do you see over here? That you're not allowed to throw your nails on the ground. So how did Rabbi Yechelen do this? Why is he called a Rosha? Because it's a Sakone that if a woman that's pregnant will step over it and she's going to miscarry. If so, a woman in the Bismedrish is not common to be there. So there it doesn't matter if you throw it on the ground. If you'll argue and say, still you should be careful because could be that you'll sweep or you'll gather the things that are on the floor of the Bismedrish and then it'll go out of the Bismedrish. You throw it outside. So that doesn't matter because even the Ishtani, Ishtani. You nail that fell to the floor, but once it changed its original place where it was on the floor, so then if you step over it, it's not a Sakon anymore. Zugba Machamson. There was a group of two people that came from the city of Hamson, Lefnei Rebbe. And in front, they came in front of Rebbe. This is one version. Or Mazutra Masni, Mazutra learned that Ba Machamson Lefnei Rebbe, the group came in front of Rebbe, so it wasn't Rav Yehuda, it was Mazutra, and not in, not in the name of Rav, it was just Mazutra that said so. Or Bikshumi Menu, they asked him the question regarding a novel, Tsipanayim. Are we allowed to cut our nails? We hit and he told them it's allowed. And if they would ask of him whether they can also cut their mustache, 
Hitter lehem, or Rashi here is actually Gairis, He saw that if he would have asked them whether they can cut their mustache, he would have told them that that's allowed as well. says, They actually did ask if they can cut their mustache. And he was mad to this. You can cut your mustache from one corner to the other. You can only cut your mustache in Avelos if it's something that's bothering you when you're eating. For me, my entire mustache is all like something which is bothering me from eating because he was a, Rashi says he was a, a mafunik or whatever. He was someone that was particular about this and therefore you can cut his entire mustache. Another statement that he said, it's not unrelated to what we just learned, but it's the same Amaira. That was in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. He was tall, one ama, which is very short, two feet tall. And his, his beard was an ama tall. And his parmashtakai, which is the, the, the aver. Uh, that, that was uh, a, a, a long with a, and a zeres. Okay, Mamash, a little clean and midget, disgusting person. This fulfills what it says in the Pasik. The lowest of people, Yakimala, the Abish will bring upon Yidin that he should rule over the Yidin. Parah that was in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, Amgushi Hoya. He was a, a, a Kishif, a, a Machashif. Shanema hine yaitza maima, the Pasuk there says, he goes out to the water and the Yadan Hog of Kishuf. Okay, Zakta Gemaravaita. Rashi actually brings a machlaikis. Rashi brings two opinions. Either it means the union of Kishuf or it means that he was Megadif, that he, that he cursed and he, he didn't believe in the Abish or so on. He, he made himself like an Avedizara. So, going back to what it said before in the Mishnah regarding the halach of Chalamayid, that the Elu Machapsin, these people are allowed to wash their garments, Bimayid and Chalamayid. Abamim Dinisayam, if you came right before Yamtiv from overseas and you didn't have a chance to wash your garments before Yamtiv. If you only have one garment to wear and you already wore in Yontif and now you want to wash it in Chalamayid, then you're allowed to wash it in Chalamayid. Masav Rabbi Yirmiya says, it says in the Mishnah, Elu Machapsin Bimayid, only these are allowed to wash their garments in Chalamayid. If you came from overseas, or the Mishnah said other scenarios, you got freed from prison and so on. So it's Mashma, Hani in, those that are mentioned in the Mishnah are allowed. But if you don't have only one garment that's not mentioned in the Mishnah, that you're allowed to wash it in Chalamayid. I'll explain you what the Mishnah is saying is that even though he had two and he made them dirty, he's allowed to wash in the Cholomayit if he came right before Yom Tif. So the Mishnah was talking about a normal person that has more than one garment. So over there it gave those conditions that only if you didn't wash it because you came late before Yom Tif. But a person that only has one, that the Mishnah wasn't talking about. What does he say in this one? Huh? That what? He's putting words in the Mishnah. Well, he's explaining the Mishnah. doesn't say it clearly in the Mishnah. He's saying the Mishnah is speaking about a person that had two garments. But a person that had one, the Mishnah wasn't talking about that. Okay, but it's Tamazi. Tamazi. And what's the reason he came late? Yeah, and Hanami. It's true. And Hanami. So we already discussed that. It has to be a real Aynas. Mimdina Sayyam and so on. 
Shalach Rav Yitzchak Bar Yaakov Bar Giyuri Mishmei the Rav Yechanan Kli Pishton. You have linen garments. Mutter Lachapsa Mechelus Shomayi. Those garments which are lighter and easier to wash. It's not such a big tircha. You're allowed to wash them in Cholamayit. Masav Rava sort of asks again from what it said in the Mishnah. Mit Bechaisa Yedayin. You have hand towels. Mit Bechaisa Safarim. Those towels that are used by the Saparim, uh, the barbers. And Rashi says they're also made from linen. And that, that it said in the Mishnah that you're allowed to wash them in Cholomayit. So what do we see? Hani in, specifically these towels that are mentioned in the Mishnah are allowed. Klipishton light, but Stam garment linens, are not, uh, linen garments that is, is not allowed. Amalei Abaye, Sabaye says, not Masnisen, the Mishnah is coming to say, Afilu the Sharmini. What the Mishnah is saying is, that the garments that are made from other kinds of materials, whether wool or anything else, that there, there are the limitations that the Mishnah says that it's allowed. But if it's linen garments, so that's a different story. The Mishnah wasn't talking about that. said, I saw by the, by the, by the water in Tveria, the mafkile that people were taking out from there on Chalamaya, they were washing, Meshichli, the money kisna. They had these pails with the linen garments that they were washing, So he was saying, look, we see that people do this. So Abaya asked on this, so you can bring a rai from this that it's allowed. Who says that what they were doing was something that the Chachamim agreed with this? Maybe what they were doing was not with, with, the, with the agreement of the Chachamim. So there's no rai from the fact that this is what people did. This is, I believe, the... Um, the la, uh, well, it depends who's Maiserav. If it's a Maiserav of some people, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, another mission over here. Another few missions we have about, another two missions we have here about the halachas of Cholamayet. The Eilu, Kaisvim Bemayed. And these are the things that you're allowed to write in Cholamayet. Other than these things, in Cholamayet, you're not supposed to write. So, Kiddushin Noshim, to write for a start for a marriage, for a Kiddushin, Gitten or a Get, Vishavrin, a receipt. Daitiki, which is a document that a person that's about to pass away and is writing a tzavo. Matone, ashtar that's for a matone. Prusbulin, for a prusbulin, for shmita. Igris, shum, when you're writing a, a, a letter, which is, which is bezin actually, that's writing to evaluate the possessions of the yisayimim that have to be evaluated. <coughs> the igris, mazin, and or you're writing a document when a person gets married and he writes to his wife that he takes upon himself to feed her daughters or her children and so on. Shtare chalitza, ashtar for chalitza, umi'unim. Mi'un is when you have a girl that her brothers married her off and her, it's not a full marriage. And then when she becomes bas mitzvah, she could be memayin. She could uh, say, I don't want this marriage. And then you write her a shtar and she's not married anymore. Shtare birurin. Shtare birurin is also when Bezdin is coming, coming and dividing the Yerusha, and they're being mevarer, who, who gets which portion, and gzeir is bezdin, any psaktin of bezdin, ve'igra is shalashos. And also the letters that are being written by the authorities that they have to write for people. So these are all considered to be things that are being written that are a davara of it, that they, they're needed for them for this time of Cholamayah, and therefore you're allowed to write them. <laughs> what? Oh, we'll see, the Gemara is going to talk about it. But bechlal, to write a Cholamayah is not allowed. You're allowed to get married to a, to a woman in Cholomayit, but we're talking about La'aris, which is just the Kiddushin, not the Nisuin. Okay, so the Kiddushin is allowed to be done in Cholomayit. Why? Because if not, someone else might come and grab her and marry her first. 
Shall we say we have a right to what Shmuel said? Because what did it say in the Mishnah? And one of the things it said was, which sounds like we're talking about the star for a Kiddushin. My love, Shtari Kiddushin Mamish. It literally means to write a star for Kiddushin because you're allowed to get married in Cholomayid. It's not a Raya because we could say the Mishnah meant Shtari Psikta. There's a star where you write the agreement of what the chasen is going to give the kala, but not necessarily the actual star kedushin. So it could be they already got married before, but they're just writing this document of agreement now in chalamayit. What you write is how much are you going to be giving for your son that is that is going to marry my daughter? And you write the amount and how much are you giving for your daughter that's marrying my son? This and this amount and then under the kitchen. And then they're Mekadish, they, they, they make a Kiddushin. So Kanu, so the Kenyan takes effect, meaning the agreement that they, that they spoke between themselves takes effect. And hein, hein, advarim, aniknim ba'amira. And this, this could take effect, what they said, what the agreement they made, takes effect even when they just speak between each other about this. So therefore in our Mishnah, we could also say the Shtar that we're talking about is the Shtar of the agreement of the marriage, but not the actual Shtar of the Kiddushin itself. The Gemara tries to bring another raya, and here we actually see a raya. There's a raya to what Shmuel said, that you're allowed to get married, do the nisuin, that is. Again, not the nisuin, the edison, the edison, which is also called kiddushin, because it says, we learned this before, you can't make a chasana and chalamayid, whether it's a psula, whether it's an almana, and also not yibum and chalamayid, because this is a sim. We learned about this before, many reasons for this. One of the reasons was, if you remember, Ein Ma'arvin Simcha Besimcha. And then it says here, so the Gemara is Medayik, Hala Aris Shari. But if it's an Edison, then it would be allowed. It says only Ein Noisin. Oh, so the Gemara says, no, here's not a Raya. Loi mi baye ka'amar. We could say that this Braise is telling you the bigger Chiddush. Loi mi baye la'ares. Needless to say that Edison, which is also a Simcha, is not allowed. Why not? The Lekovit Mitzvah. Edison itself, you're not doing get a Mitzvah. Elafil Elisa, even to marry her. So then, Nami, the Kovit Mitzvah, here you're doing the Mitzvah of Piri Viribia, Osir. This is also not allowed because it's Cholamayid. So therefore, the fact that it said, Ein Noisin, you can't be Medayik that Edison is allowed. Adarabe, Edison where there's no Mitzvah is for sure not allowed. Toshema, come, I'll bring you a rai from what it says here, the Tanah of Shmuel, they learned in the by Shmuel, Ma'arsin, Avo, Loi, Koinsin. You can make the Edison and Cholamayid, but not Koinsin, not the Nesuin, not to fully get married. And then, Noisin, Sudas, Edison, but you don't make a Suda with the Edison, Veloi, Miyabmin, and no Yibam either, Mipnesh, Simche, Hiloi, because this is a Simche that you don't make in Cholamayid. So this Brais is a clear raya where it says that you can make the Edison on Cholamayid. Not going back to the Etzim point. What did he say? Why you're allowed to be Ma'aris a woman on Cholamayid? Because maybe someone else might come, Kshami Yikadmena will marry her before you, or do the Edison before you. Did Shmuel say that this is an issue, that you have to be concerned that someone else will come and marry her before you? Every single day, there's a Basko that comes out and says, Basplaini, Leplaini, that Basplaini is going to marry Plaini. So it's already destined from the Baska. And so the Plaini Plaini. And this field is going to go to this person. So therefore, how could you say that Shemiyakadmena? 
So the Gemara answers, Maybe someone else will come and marry her first through davening to the Eibishter and begging mercy from the Eibishter and that will be guide him that he should be able to marry her first. And Gemara brings a story about this. He heard this individual that was davening to the Eibishter and he said, that Eibishter should make it that I should be able to marry this woman. That's what he davened. On Malay, Sarava says to this person, Don't daven for this, because if she's fitting for you, so then, you don't have to daven for this, she's not going to go away from you, she'll end up marrying you. And if she's not your Bashertev, she's not, gonna, not the one that's supposed to marry you, so then, so David is not going to answer your davening, and then you're going to say, Oh, look, David doesn't answer my, prayer, my, my davening. So there's no point in davening for this. I don't think so. No. So I think believe that's what Rashier says. Yeah, Rashi says you're gonna say, look, Debish is not answering what I'm when I daven. after this, Shomei the Ka'omar, he heard this person that was saying he was so mamish, he wanted to marry her to such an extent. And this person said, either I should die before her, in other words, before I see her marrying someone else, i.e. Thomas Mikame. Or she should die before me if, if she's going to marry someone else. Amalei. So again, Rav said to him, "Lava minulach. Didn't I tell you loyti boya Allah the milsa that you not daven for this matter?" Hachi Amar Rav Mishum Rabruven Ben Itzrebuli. This is what Rav said in the name of Rabruven Ben Itzrebuli. Menateire umenaviim umenaksuvim receive from Tayre naviim and ksuvim that miashem ishale ish that it's from the Eibishter that a woman is destined for a certain man. The Pasuk says, They said about Rivka that it's in the Eibishter's hands, and the Eibishter said that she should marry Yitzchak. The Pasuk says, and this is by Shimshin, that it was the Eibishter's plan that, she should marry, that he should marry a woman from the Plishten. A house or any, any money a person has, you can inherit from a father. But a, a, a wise woman, that comes from the Eibishter. So Bekitzi, you see over here that a woman is something that's bashert from, from the Eibishter and therefore this is uh, not something that a person could change. But here, you see, it's not clear in the Gemara over here what the Maskan is, because before the Gemara was saying that you could ask Rachamim and then you could be makdim, someone else, even though it was bashert for that other person, right? That was the explanation from what Shmuel said before, that therefore you're allowed to do the Eidus and the Cholomayit. So from that, it seems from the Gemara that there is a concept of Rachamim. But then from the story that the Gemara brings from Rava, it seems like that it doesn't, doesn't help. Even if you're going to daven, it still doesn't help. There's a big arichas from the Rebbe about this subject in a letter, which is printed in Igris, and it's also printed in Lakotasiches Chayel Chavtes. And I saw in the Pashtus Kiseitse, where the Rebbe brings over there no less than eight or nine opinions about the subject. Whether, whether you can change it, whether you cannot change it, and it's from all extremes. Some say you can never change it, some say in some situations you could, in some situations you can't. There's all kinds of opinions about this. I think actually in the end of the letter, the Rebbe says that in the end you see that Lukula Alma, there is some I find that you could change it. But the only question is to what extent. Okay.
Zagat Gemara Vaiter, another statement from the same Amaira. Vamar Rav, Mishum Rab Ruven, Ben Itztrubili. Vamrila, Bemasnit Tona, we learned this in the Braise, that Omar Rab Ruven, Ben Itztrubili. Ein Adam Nechshad Bidavar, a person is not suspected about a certain thing or about an Aveda that he did. Elam Kain Osai, unless he actually did it. And Vimloya Sakuloi, if he didn't do this Aveda fully that he's being suspected for, Savanasa Miktsasai. So then he did some of it. If he didn't do some of it, then probably he thought about doing it. But if, even if he didn't think about doing it, so so he saw others that did this and he was happy about it. So Achshad shows that there's something there. So the Gemara asks him, this, is that always true? If there's a chshad, that means that there's something there. Most of Rabbi Yaakov, it says that Yidnu achayshu deibishter, vayichapu bnei Yisrael, Yidnu achayshu deibishter, dvarim ashaloi kain al Hashem alakain. Things that are not true about the eibishter. So you see that a chshad doesn't mean that there's something to it. Of course, you can't say that by the eibishter. So the Gemara says, you're right. Hasam lahaches udavid. Yidnu knew that this chshad they had in the eibishter was totally untruthful, but they did it lahaches. They did. They were chayshu. They said this about the eibishter just to make the eibishter angry. Yeah, yeah. So you will not be people will not be chayshed you of something unless there's something to it, unless there's something to that chashad. And even if you didn't actually do it, even even if the person thought about it, that was the reason that this chashad came about. That's what brought this chashad on you. Toshima, the Gemara brings now another raya, another question on this. It says until him vayikanul Moshe. So what does this mean? Rav Shmuel by Yitzchak Omar Melamed teaches me that the Yidin they went and they warned their wife not to go privately with Moshe. So what does this mean? They were chayshed on Moshe that he would go with their wife if this is something this is a chshad that has nothing to it. So we see that it could be, it could be possible that you chayshed someone even though if there's nothing to it. So the Gemara says you're right. Over there they intentionally did this because of, out of their hatred that they had. But in a usual situation if there's a chshad there's probably something to it. Toshima, another ride the Gemara brings another question the Gemara brings Amr Rabbi Yaisi Yehei Chelki it should be my portion. Amongst the people that are suspected about something, but there's nothing to it. There's nothing in it. And Rav Papa also said, People suspected me about something. And there was nothing in it. There's nothing to it in me. So you see over here that there is a concept of chshad, even if there's nothing to it. So the Gemara answer is loikash, yeah? This is not a question. Ha bekala the pasik. Here is when we're talking about a chshad that people speak about it, but then people stop speaking about it. So the reason why people stop speaking about it is because there's really nothing to it. And ha bekala the la pasik. And then you have sometimes that there's a rumor and a chshad about someone that people don't stop speaking about it. That means that there's something to it. So the Gemara explains vekala the la pasik at kama. What does it mean? People don't stop speaking about it. To what extent? How long? Omar Abaye, so Abaye said, Omar Ali Aim, my mother, the one that uh, raised him, said, Dumi de Masa, the, the Dumi means the uh, rumor that, that people speak about somebody in a city. When do we know that there's something to it? Yaime Opalke, if it's a, 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 a rumor that lasts for a day and a half. Vahani Mili, and when is this Akshad that there's something to it? Dulay Pasik Baini Baini. When this Akshad, when that people were speaking about, it, it, there, was no, there was no stop to this during that time period. It was a day and a half that people were speaking about it with no interruption. 
Aval Pasik Baini Yabaini, but if it was interrupted, if people were not speaking about it sometime during this day and a half, so then less lumba. So then it, it's not something that we pay attention to. And the chi posak baini and even if people stop speaking about it during this day and a half, loyamadon el leposik machmasire. That's only if it's, it was not, this was not said, if people stopped speaking about it because they got afraid. They got afraid that they're saying this about this person and they were afraid of him. But if the only reason why they stopped speaking about it is because they were afraid of this person, so then like, so then the fact that they stopped speaking about it does not mean that it's not a real shot. It's, it, they just were afraid to talk about it. Another thing is, if they stopped speaking about it, so it wasn't said that then it's not a real chashad, if it, if it didn't come up again, if, they, if they, after they stopped, after this rumor about this person stopped, it didn't come up again. But if after the rumor stopped, it, it resurfaces again, so then, like, so then we don't say the fact that they stopped means that it's not a real rumor, that it's not a real shot. But the fact that it, it resurfaces again means that there's something to it. Okay, so there's different pirushim here in this Gemara, because um, um, right in the beginning of this, the Gemara said that if it stopped within this day and a half, there was a rumor about this, and it stopped, and then the rumor returns, so then it's not a real rumor. The fact that it stopped at some time, we, we, don't, we don't rely on it at all. And now the Gemara is saying, as long as it resurfaces again, we are concerned about it. So one of the pshatim is over here in this Hagois of the Maharav Ranjburg that's on the side of the Gemara. He says that if there's a chshad that they're speaking about a person for a day and a half, and it's non-stop that people are speaking about this, then we can be sure that there's something to it. But if it's a chashad, that people talk about it, then people stop, and then it resurfaces again, so then there's a suffix. We can't say that there's nothing to it, but on the other hand, it's not going to be strong enough to determine that there's something to it. It's like it's, it's a suffix. That's what the Gemara means to say there. The Gemara finishes another point. This whole thing, that if there's a bad rumor about somebody, and if it's for this long period of time, a day and a half, that there's something to it, if he has no enemies. So then we say, so where did this chashad come from? If he has no enemies, who let out such a rumor? There must be something to it. But if this person does have enemies, so then we can just simply say that it's those enemies that created this rumor and it's no riot that there's anything wrong with, what this, person, with this person. Okay.